to free beers and a movie. Nice. Hello, welcome to episode 125 of Free Beers and a Movie. I am Richard Laird and I'm with Colin McKay. Colin from Gravity Mine. Uh, cool. um, cool. It's very cold, isn't it? It's, it's like cold. icy ground, frosty cars. And then you're considering not putting shots on this moment. Really? No, really not. No, 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 I have no other outfits, to be honest. No, you had to, you had to. Um, I've got, I'm wrapped up in my jumper, my scarf, my hat. You're very wrapped up. And yeah, yeah. Because I do feel the cold, like more than most. You're so tiny, you've got no body mass. Lorraine says that as well, you need to fatten up and yeah. you won't be so cold. That's why I'm, mine is not fat, it's just simply <laughs> insulation for the winter. But yeah, because it was really warm in work today, everybody was saying how warm it was, and I'm like, this is just, this is nice. Yeah, this is like, man, I could live here. I think it might be part of maybe a rectal, I don't really feel the cold, much I feel the heat. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll yeah. die in the heat, but I won't die in the heat. Yeah, you, you don't like strong kind of weather, do you? Like yeah. hot, hot sun and stuff like that. Whereas yeah, I, I do, I, I chase the sun around. No, and stuff. I, I can, I, I don't like the sun as much, but I don't mind the cold. I can survive the cold. But yeah, it's a better cold day in Glasgow. Very cold day, and it's going to get worse. Isn't this is it? a podcast that's reverted to now. It's not even winter yet. It's fucking autumn, and it's like minus four in the morning. It's, it's very chilly. Horrible, absolutely horrible. We have a very quiet evening tonight. It's just us. Wednesday nights. There's no football on this week. So international weeks, there's no... There's nothing happening, really. It's so quiet. Uh, quiet guys losing. We're talking the midway through the month, no one's been paid. Yeah. We're all kind of stretching on money. For payday, yeah. budget for Christmas. Budget for Christmas as, as well. well. You started buying stuff for Christmas? We've bought a few little things. Oh, yeah, I've not bought anything. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll bought wrap stuff already. She's in like, wow. I'm one of those Joseph's stuff in the house bought but not wrapped. It's surprising. Normally yeah. she's very much a wrapper on the first day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. whereas I'm like, I'll be last minute, like, panic, yeah. my God. Yeah. Newspaper and wrapping that and shit like that and carrier bags flying about and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun, that's Christmas, isn't it? It's probably the. Oh, the fun is doing bad shit on that. People might be thinking, have we not got much to talk about tonight? And the right answer is, yes, we have nothing to talk about tonight. That's why we're we'll, talking about we'll, this. We've got some stuff to talk about. But it's, a week, it's a week. It's week. been a quiet week in yeah. hasn't it? Yeah. Um, well, Dad, what are you drinking? Uh, Coke, again. I'm, I'm just off the beer. Just you've been talks? Yeah, just yeah. Give me a few weeks of uh, running dry. I've done that a few times. Yeah, maybe a couple of months of the year just to. What are you drinking in a tiny wee pint? First world problems. In a tiny wee pint. Tiny tiny pint glass. It is like the smallest pint glass ever. Almost it's like a thimble on your hands. It's just like the tiniest wee zip. You feel like a giant. Why are you drinking in a half pint glass? That's what they gave me. Alright, okay. Normally give you give you one of the kind of more chalice glasses. Yeah, 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 the kind of French fancy ones. Yeah, yeah. I don't think French or fancy. But they give me this one. And yeah, it's nice. I would feel weird. The first one they gave me the can, I thought, I don't really want to sit in a bar drinking out a can. can I, yeah. That feels some way a bit weird. Well, yeah, they gave me my Coke in a can as well, which isn't usually they will just kind of draft it. And Aye, it was a or they could get glass with it, and you go like, yeah. I, I feel weird sitting in a bar drinking a can. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, do you think it would be like, Prerequisite, you need a glass. Have yeah, it, have it. Not just brought it in from outside. Yeah, like, can I have it in a can? No, no. take a glass. Yes. Don't, I'm not drinking it yeah. in a can. That's... I'll bring a bottle if I can have one. Yeah, I, I get a bit now. Nah, there's something a bit more jakey. I've been drinking it in a can. can. There is, yeah, isn't there? Like, you should be sitting in. outside the pub drinking oh, yeah. a can. <laughs> <laughs> not inside. <laughs> but, anyway, speaking of outside things, we'll talk about Mike on Mike. How's Mike? 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 Mike is not playing this now. I don't know if Mike's injured. He's bringing his heart himself, Brickline. We don't know he's a bricklayer, we don't know this. <laughs> so that's Mike Furlong playing for the Camel Lairds. Um, they had one game this week. And? Did not go well. Oh no. They were up 2-0 yeah. in Stockport Town okay. and then proceeded to lose 3-2. Well that's just... Manager was not happy. Well do you know what? The manager's the manager. Maybe the players shouldn't be happy at the manager. Why are the players not happy at the manager? Manager's because he's not manager. They're up 2-0 losing 3-2, that's not on. Maybe he made a bad call the manager. Possibly, that's a possibility, but I think more likely it is. In fact, he did make, do you know what his bad call was? Well, not playing Mike. Not playing Mike. Mike might be injured, we don't know this. You can't I play an injured man. 
Maybe he's on strike. No, not even strike. Okay. The, the minor league. I don't think minor league have that much power. Yeah, they can go on strike, to be honest. Um, but yeah. no, no, they just throw your jumper there and walk away. I'm not playing. Yeah. That's it. No, they, I don't think they're in that. <laughs> they, uh, a 3 2 loss to Stockholm Town. Take these ball away, man. We're fucking playing. That's it. Ah. Make away the ball, no. I generally have been in junior football games where the ball's over the, like, the stand and out the ground, and they've got to wait for someone to actually run and get it because they only have one ball. That's the ball. That's the ball they have. And if that ball gets locked, because there's a couple of grounds I know where there's a river runs right. like, next to the ground. <laughs> if that box is in the river, like, that is it, the game is Anybody done. Anybody got a box? Game's yeah. off, boys, that's it. Some guy got to go home and pick up his mitre. What I always found um, really interesting when I found out it was uh, in, in American football, but obviously NFL. NFL. Um, it's like every play, it's basically a new ball. Yeah. Which is madness, insane, yeah. I think they usually what they sign the balls and they put them into like, the like they get sell them off. think of how many balls just in one game. What? Well, I've got a feeling baseball is not every pitch in baseball, but it's pretty rapid as well. It's you know. nuts, isn't it? Just uh-huh. like in, uh, over here, you know, it's like fucking we'll guard this one ball with lives. Whereas like, in same like even like British ball, like cricket for example, like they make a big deal of a new ball. Aye. You know, aye. the ball so just, yeah, but I know baseball because you can when you go to like the, the Red Sox shop, they have like hundreds of game balls like signed by certain pitches. So actual proper balls? Yeah, because it's like they play like three pitches and that's it. So there's three balls per Aye. pitch, fucking however many pitchers. Aye. Literally hundreds of balls per game. Per game. Yeah, I mean, there's some ridiculous number of how many balls the MLB uses this season. That's insane. Yeah. What if basketball is the same as well? If they regularly change that as well? Yeah. It seems to be this, this American mentality for it's got to be new, it's got to be new, do you know what I mean? It's got to be better and new and shiny and it's got to keep getting refreshed, maybe? Yeah. Whereas the British thing is like, no, we'll, we'll use it until it's dead and then we'll get a new one. The average game of baseball is between 8 and 10 dozen balls, or 120 Jesus balls a game. Christ, a game, that's a game. Think nuts. Every team plays like 140 odd games, there's like, God, there's how many teams? Millions. Millions of balls Millions. a year. Millions. Think yeah. of all those cows that they're <laughs> killing just for baseballs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're detouring again, we're detouring Sorry. again. Yeah. Sorry. So, better luck next week to Camel Lewis, hopefully. Play Mike. Play Mike. If you're listening, manager. Get Mike in the team. Get Mike, yeah. yeah. Magic Mike, XXL, will. We'll win it. We'll win it for you. Uh, we'll start from non-cinema viewing. Um, you've got a couple you've watched at home, what have you watched at um, home? Not a couple, just one I've started watching, um, His Dark Materials. Oh, that's on BBC. It's on that? BBC, yeah. yeah. And it's um, an adaptation of, who wrote it? Uh, Philip Pullman. Philip Pullman. The, 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 the trilogy. And the, so there was a movie out maybe like 10, 15 years ago? Called The Golden, Com- Golden Compass, Compass, which was based on the first book of the trilogy. And it kind of bombed. I enjoyed it. Okay, but because it didn't do well. It didn't do well. It tanked. Yeah. Um, it got panned. Um, I was a, I'm a huge fan of the books. Daniel Craig, the cold kid, I think. It was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm a huge fan of the books. Um, they're kind of Walter Ingsley almost. No, no, no. They're kind of almost in the the tween market. Right. But going up to adult as well. Is it kind of Terry Pratchett almost? No. But it's no. fantasy. It, it's, it's fantasy, but does it was always kind of people. The biggest thing people jumped on was the religious connotations in the right, books. Okay. Um, it, it, is it's examining like kind of humans and souls and evil and good and so stuff like people, that. What's the rough general plot of the? The first episode or the, or the season you think it'll be? I'll, I'll give you an overview of yeah. um, So the, the general plot is that people, um, their souls are manifested by living animals that, that are with them. So your soul could be a badger, and your badger's always My beside would you. Not be a badger. You would totally be a fucking badger. I'd be a little bear. Badgers are like little bears. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> so you've got a soul, which is a wee animal, which can talk to you and stuff like that. And if you go too far from it, you kind of feel pain and stuff like that. So that, so everyone's got their own demon they're called, and that's their soul. Um, this 
explorer discovers that humans attract this magical dust, which kids don't attract. Right. Which is kind of evil. Do you know what I mean? So okay. they're pulling evil. Um, Almost a bit of the shit. Uh, kids start to disappear, um, get kidnapped by what they call the gobblers. Okay. Um, the gobblers. Uh, see, in Scotland, it's really <laughs> it's funny. funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I don't think people realise this yeah. when they think. Yeah. Um, uh, just because I don't know, in Scotland, gobble means to the blowjob. Yeah. Yeah, it's just hilarious. We've been at a girl in school whose nickname is gobbler. <laughs> gobbler yeah. So it's really funny whenever something says gobbler in Scotland, it's just like, I mean, laugh. I totally. Um, kids start disappearing, um, and in particular, one kid um, disappears, and that's. Um, the main kind of heroine's friend. Right. She goes on an adventure to find him, ends up far up north with like, a, a kind of gunslinging adventurer and a, a talking polar bear warrior to try and go and get a friend back so again who's been experimented like, on and stuff like that. Like a kind of Narnia feel to it a little bit. A at little times. Bit. Yeah. It's everything. It's just but it's... Game of Thrones almost as well. At, at times because yeah. it's, it's set in alternate kind of reality. Yeah, do you know well. what I mean? It's got all two parallel universes as well. Um, yeah. It's really, really interesting. Um, big cast. Big cast. And this one, you did the biggest uh, name in this one is James McAvoy. Lynn manuel um, Miranda. Who? Lynn manuel Miranda. Who's that? I don't know who he is in it, but he's a guy who wrote like Moana, he wrote Hamilton, he's in Mary Poppins Returns and stuff. No idea who you're talking about. I'm all recognised. Um, so uh, James McAvoy is the kind of biggest name in it, and uh, Ruth Wilson as well. She's yes. in it too. Um, the girl that plays the girl Lyra, the main character, is the wee girl who's in um, Logan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's, she's, really good. The, she, she's good in this as well. Um, and then there's a whole host of CGI wee animals that run about. Who he is, isn't it? Yep. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the cast is really, really good. It kind of throws a lot at you. Um, if you've not read the books, it's one of those ones that kind of throws you in and it's kind of fast, 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 and it will kind of unfold as it goes on and on and on. But it's definitely worth jumping into. It's, it's, it's kind of played weekly just now, so there's oh. only two episodes up there as well, so okay. it's easy to jump onto. Um, Lin Manuel plays Lee Scoresby. Right, he's not been in it yet. Okay, yeah, that's why. Right. I think Sam Elliott played Lee Scoresby in the film adaptation. And Sam Elliott, as we know, is a perfect cowboy. Yeah, well, I think that's because you're yeah, a space cowboy. Maybe. Who's the best cowboy? Nathan uh-huh. Fillion. I think so. Space cowboy? No, best cowboy. Just, just cowboy. Just cowboy, yeah. yeah. You, can, you, know, you, can, you can adapt space cowboy if you Mainly want. Mainly because I watched Mississippi Burman this week. I remember how good a actor he is. Gene Hackman and Unforgiven. Frank Hackman and Unforgiven? Yeah. I'm going to... I, I know it's generic, but Eastwood. Eastwood's Eastwood is, is like easy iconic. Poncho. Uh, yeah, you know I mean? can't, I can't argue with it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I like Hackman and Unforgiven. Hackman was good. Um, Silverado, don't know what he Remember Silverado? Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner was good in that as well. And he was also in. What other one was he in? White Dance Wolves. Dance Wolves, it was, yeah, he was yeah. a kind of cowboy. Kevin Newton, we just Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell as well. He does always look like a cowboy. John Wayne, iconic. I feel John Wayne should play John Wayne a lot of time. There's not much acting there. I think when you think cowboy, True. he no, is. If you'd wrapped it up a cowboy in paper, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's John Wayne, Jimmy, yes. without even knowing you were doing it. I agree. So, this is Dark Materials. Do you think it's going to be a decent show going forward? Seems to be so far, yeah. Um, the biggest criticism reading online about it is that 
not everyone has a demon and I'm like, do you know what, fuck off, do you know what I mean? Okay. If, like, if that's what you're kind of looking to pick on, do you know what I mean? Don't watch the fucking show, do you know what I mean? It's a big so, cast, because you know I mean? everyone's meant to have their wee animals walking about and obviously the main cast have all got their animals and stuff like that. But the extras don't know one walking yeah, about Yeah, but do you know what, the fucking hell, man. It's your money. Yeah, it's not. It's your you know, money. Is, is, is it going to ruin anything at all whatsoever because <laughs> no. you can't see a Why fucking... Why are you sitting with an animal with a wee tiny mouse in the pocket? Yeah, hiding them, because that's what I've done, do you know what I mean? Yeah, the animal doesn't want to be fucking seen, do you know what I mean? Enjoying it so far too, and I think there's maybe six. Cool. Um, so four to go, and yeah, jump in. Um, I would also highly recommend reading the books. They're yes, really, they're very good things. About really them. intelligent. Um, I like that about Twin Books. I'm just going to diverge a wee bit. Um, I think Twin Books have got an intelligence. I think that they, they, you don't get in kind of adult fiction sometimes. Right. Like when you think things like the Hunger Games and the like, Divergent series mm. and stuff like that. It's intelligence here. They, they, they do, man. They're also, really well layered and well written books. Look at them and Harry Potter. I think things books like that. They tend to grow more for audience as well. Yeah. They realise that the person who reads read the first book and liked it was like say thirteen. Yeah. By the time they get to book four, they're now twenty. Older, yeah. So they have to adapt the book. Yeah. Whereas if you read like a Tom Clancy book or you read like a Jack Ryan book or um, not the Jack Ryan or someone, the yeah, what did Tom Cruise played in the film? Oh, Jack Ryan. No, not Jack Ryan. Jack Reacher. Ah, Jack Reacher, yeah. The book one of that series is exactly the same as book 25. Yeah, yeah, they don't don't, don't need to grow. It's the same audience, it's it's getting the same audience each and every time. So I think you're right, between books they have have a tendency to have growth in them. If they don't have that, then the audience who liked it in five books, I don't really get it. Yeah, I'm not not that person I was five years Exactly, yeah. This is a good show, it's a good theory. I I like that. Um, But yeah, I do do like um, kind of teen fiction books. I think they are. I think they're a lot more intelligent than people give them credit oh, for. Yeah, I mean, they also <coughs> think they'll, they can have really interesting ideas and they can, I wouldn't say dumb, that they can make an idea quite simple and they can build in, in, in the first, like, I mean, Hunger Games in the first book is quite a simple idea and they, they use it to expand out and yeah. make it bigger. Same with things like Harry Potter, yeah. simple ideas, a boy wizard yeah. who lived and from that they kind of very out. This, these dark deals as well, like an interesting one. I like ones that are more pitched. Maybe not tween. In fact, like the tween from it, what is your tween? Tween is probably between 13 <coughs> and 18, I would say. Is your, no, your 18 can't be a tween, isn't it? Yeah, tween, I don't know. I thought, I always assume tween is like before you hit teenage. Like no, like right. 10 and 12. No, I think tween's like teenager, tween that's... I prefer like Pratchett, I think that's the end of the sort of maybe... To, to the, to the later end of a teenage, like the new 16 onwards. Yeah, 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 same way, um... Ranking as well, oh, it's kind of similar well. as well. Yeah, yeah, it's like kind of eighteen to twenty-five. They're kind of pushing for. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But they do. They, they don't treat you like an idiot, and they don't feel they need to, you know, spoon feed you. They, do, they, they assume that you're an intelligent young person, and the books, the books reflect that. Well. <coughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm still watching Fairy Rock. So I'm on season six now, almost halfway through it. <coughs> Up and down. Some episodes are really good. Others are kind of, you know, kind of dip a wee bit. But the strength of the first three seasons does give way to sort of scattergun approach. Yeah, but there is. I mean, to be fair, there's what 160 right. episodes and mostly decent. Dude. I think it's well, they throw so many jokes at you per episode. Yeah. That if only 20 percent of the jokes hit you. It's still a good ratio of laughter. Oh, totally. Same as community. Ellis is a community done that as well. Yeah. They throw so many jokes at you that if, if even even ten percent even hit you, yeah. you still gonna laugh a bit yeah. at it. You know. Aye, there's not an episode where something won't make you smile, chuckle, laugh. laugh yeah. yeah, always every single one. It's just kind of light-hearted, easy viewing. It's just a empty work. Had a shitty day. Feet up. Dinner. Better. Have you picked out a new series once you finished Better Rock? Um, not yet. No. I, I keep trying to talk Lorraine into watching Oz, but she's not really. That's not really a comedy. 
I know, I'm quite I'm happy. the same. He went from 30 Rock, he went from uh, Modern Family to yeah. 30 Rock, he had all the British stuff he watched yeah. or something. Have you got like a nice 30 minute, 25 minute comedy you've got lined up for him? Like no, nothing yet. nothing yet. I'm sure Lorraine's got ideas that way ahead of me, she'll be, she'll be thinking of shit, so sure. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so I don't know, but still got, still got another 30 episodes to go, so a wee bit, yeah. Um, I'm going to mention a film I watched this week, one in cinema, uh, at home, sorry, and it's on Amazon, so it's you've seen it obviously. Uh, it's a documentary called The Lost Arcade. Okay. It's all about the, the last remaining arcade place in New York City. What, like game arcade? Yeah. There's none left. None wow. Left. Yeah. That means no, Glasgow's got more arcades than New York. Yeah, I think, in the film they explain it, so this is where it was simply, if you want to play a new game, you had to go and play it in an arcade. Yeah. The, this is up to the 90s you went to a new Dude, I, I love this shit. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm, 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 I'm lucky, man. Yeah. I'm going to see so Yeah. And of the real, they're talking about real sadness in this life because of yeah, you can complete Zelda at home. Is it is it funny getting a high score when you're sitting in an arcade with eight guys watching you who are excited for you? You know, there's a but it's just that what I love about arcades is it's, it's just all these flashing lights yeah. and attractions. And it's, you're, you've, you've got a couple of quid in your hand, you yeah. totally. kind of cash in. It's just like play me, play me, and it's just that walking about, and you're just like it's like it takes you back to being a kid every time. It's amazing. So always essentially, we're just talking about the history of the game in New York, which was like they used to all these big, all these ones in Times Square before it got like gentrified with countries places in Times Square. This one was in Chinatown. All the ones in Times Square started basically shutting down. So the last remaining one was in Chinatown. It was owned by this like sort of 95 year old Pakistani guy and stuff like that. He sort of let the kids come in and play and he let them obviously charge the money. But he kept these prices low. He knew how to fix the games and he had to get the people had to fix them. His kid loved the game as well. So he was up the shop supposed to touch at 10 o'clock every night because his kid was playing games. He stayed open like all night long and stuff like that. Wow. So became a real hub of the community. Eventually it has to shut down. And it reopens about a couple of years later with someone. But it's lost the of what it was because now arcade machines now are basically grabbers. The yeah, yeah, yeah. The coin pushing machines. It's obviously Blackpool coin yeah, pushing machines, yeah. air hockey. It's not games that you it's play. Not games. It's, yeah, yeah. And I thought about how there came a point, maybe about mid, maybe early 2000s, when the new Street Fighter came out and they announced that it would not be put into an arcade machine. And that was like a sort of defining moment of. We're cutting this off. It's dead, yeah. It's dead now. Same with like one, there must have been a point when the last film release put on video. Uh, you know, there's a point when VHS became completely obsolete. And there's a point when DVD became obsolete as well. But that's, it's just like that moment of like, oh shit, that technology is now completely dead. dead. It's gone. And like these two guys, one guy's got a, he's trying to open an RK where he's got like all the, kind of like we've got in town with that Super Mario Bros. Yeah. Just sort of cause it all plugged in to play them. He's to try and keep this culture and this world going. It's a, it's a nice, sweet documentary about sort of a love letter to what was there, what could be, but ultimately they know we'll never be captured again. Oh, but it's, it's really sweet, nice. It's only about that. Sad. Well, an hour and ten minutes long, but really nice documentary. I don't like, um, I don't like the idea of arcades in pubs, like the one we're talking about called Super Barrio, which is in Glasgow, and ah. it's basically it's a whole bunch of arcade machines in there that play like kind of turtles and stuff like that, and Pac-Man, shit like that. But you can buy a beer as well. Yeah. And I don't. My memory of arcades is kids being in arcades playing games, not adults drinking beer playing games. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like but looking the, for nostalgia. But the audience who want to play arcade machines now are the guys who know. Are, 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 are
but I don't. The, the, it doesn't feel the same because we went one time and it, it was just like this. This isn't quite right. It feel right, don't it? Um, but every now and again, whenever I take the kids bowling, we go to the, the Hollywood Bowl down yeah. the key, and they've got the arcade bit yeah. in there. And the wee man, the wee boy, he loves it. He just runs in, and he, he jumps into the Mario Kart seat, and <laughs> gets the wheel spin, and he's like, "Give me money, Dad!" And you know, you just see him run about, and that just warms my heart so much. Seeing that, I'm just I, like, "Wow, man!" Wow. I know if I win the lottery, but I'm in a room just full of arcade, arcade games. Yeah, arcade arcade machines. Machines. Um, yeah, but I, I know I would have hundreds of gaming machines, like loads yeah. of gaming machines. I know yeah. the guy from Finnick Lakes, mm-hmm. um, Ed Robertson, he's got a room in his house with pinball machines. Yeah. Man loves pinball machines. Although, on, on the flip side though, I do think the progression was necessary. I mean, it is, there is a certain magic about you being able to go home and play NHL on the yeah, no. comfort you're on home, you're a big telly, turn up the sound, turn up the lights, Jill, go in the room and play computer games. I mean, there is also now, there's a magic in that as well. I think this, I mean, I don't play online games, but I think a lot of kids now do play online yeah, games. So yeah. the community idea has now come back. Only it's not a physical community, yeah. it's all online, it's all talking. Yeah. I'm sure your boy plays online games, yeah. and he might not so, know half the guy he plays with. Yeah, yeah, just. Yeah, talking to people yeah. and you know how many pals all sit with their headsets sure. on talking to each other. I mean, like fifty miles apart from each other, yeah. like so yeah, it's a different. Yeah, it's, it's still there, but in a different yeah, way. Yeah, it's a more detached experience. Yes, most definitely. It's a really nice, really nice documentary called The Lost Arcade, and um, it's on Amazon. It's, it's just a nice. Um, it's crazy. It's the last one in New York, man. That's blown my mind. Yeah. It's like boom. You think anyone can have a lot of arcade machines out here? Yeah, totally. It's yeah. The world. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's what I mean. Oh, there's more in Glasgow than New York. Right? There, there might be, like, there might be genuinely places now you can just play like arcade machines as we now call them, you know, with like the uh, arcade machines. Yeah. Like, maybe they've got like one shooting machine. Yeah. Kind of thing. But. And a genuine all-purpose, only thing it has is arcade machines in it. That was the last one. Wow, man, that's, that's a sad deal. Sadness, isn't it? That is sad. That is. Um, anything else you watch at home? Um, that, that's me for my, my home viewings, I believe. Let me just quickly check. Um, oh, no, shit. One more. Um, on Netflix, um, I, I meant to see this in the cinema, and it didn't get released over here, and I was really pissed off at that, because I'm desperate to see it. I found yeah. Arctic with Mads Mikkelsen. I've heard, I've not watched it yet, so you have to give me an idea. Is it, what's ah. it about? Um, it, it's, it's a weird one. Um, it's basically him surviving. His plane's crashed, right. and he's surviving in the Arctic. In the, in the and it doesn't annoyingly so because sometimes it's nice to have a story. It doesn't give you a story. It drops you in after the event. Right. So you're dropped into you don't see him. The, you don't see the plane crash. It drops you in. The plane's crashed, and he's living. In, you know, you can tell by this point he's maybe been stranded for a few weeks, possibly. Right, okay. So you're dropped into his his daily grind. So to right, speak. Okay. I mean, wake up. Clear the SOS sign, jack up the radio, get water, catch fish, back to the plane, sleep, rinse, repeat, over and over so and over. Why is he not making a break for freedom? Is he, he knows he can't. He's in the Arctic. He's, he, you know, yeah, um, he, he, he assumes he's a pilot, and I think there's, if you're a trained pilot, I think there's things you do, it's like, you know, like, kind of don't leave. Stay where you are. Stay where you are, you know, leave definite signs, don't go wandering, especially if you're up, you know, thousands of miles away yeah. from the nearest hub of civilization. Um, so focusing on his, his daily struggles, um, which as you know, Mickelson is a, a actor. fine actor, yeah. and just watching him, especially <laughs> cast away when Hanks does it. Do you know I mean, I'm thinking, thinking the football all, all is lost. Too a bit of that. Kind of, but yeah. a bit of both. But watching Mickelson just yeah. living each day again and again, it's just it just his face just tells you everything. There's yeah. not a lot of dialogue. No, obviously. Um, eventually, he happens across a helicopter, right. um, and it tries to land, and it crashes as well. 
which I had to suspend my disbelief slightly for because you know, okay, yeah. oh, don't do that. Yeah. But they done it anyway. Um, and on the helicopter, there's three people. Two died. One girl gets badly injured. Right. He patches her up, takes her back to his plane, looks after her. Um, and then decides that she's going to die, so they have to head out to a radio station, which is maybe like kind of you know a couple of days march right. away through the blizzards and snow and stuff like that. Okay. So he traps, puts her on a sled, and off they go. And it's well not to make it to this base. Okay. Um, so basically, just a survival story. Um, it is only him. It's Mickelson. He's like ninety-five percent of this film. Um, the girl's unconscious throughout Most pretty much all of it. Um, Anyone else you see is dead, frozen stiff, do you know what I mean? So it is two living bodies, one of them unconscious, quite most of it. Mm. And Mickelson is just forced to carry, 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 and beat Mickelson. You With a plum, yes. Yeah. Is that a good film, though? You enjoyed the film? I, I did, I really enjoyed it, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like... I like that kind of film, you know, just like survival, like you know, just, just, well, yeah. you know, just you, your wits and that's it. Um, there are a few things that, you know, you kind of, a bit, kind of like I said, the second helicopter crash yeah. and stuff like that, come on. But, I mean, over, overall, I think it probably gives quite a realistic portrayal of what it's like, mm. I mean, how grim. And clearly he's not a man in the film who's, who would panic, but he's sort of, he's trash. He, he sort he's of, very, he has, very calm. He has a survival one. Very methodical. He yeah. knows exactly what he's doing. He's, everything's determined by, he's, he's got a watch and his alarms. Alarm goes off, I do this. Alarm goes, and everything is so... Routine. That's why it feels more like all is lost to me. But then anything. you wonder, you know, is this a man that isn't going to get rescued? Does he not want the rescue? No, I think he wants to, but it's like, has he given up being rescued? Right. Has he accepted it? I don't know. But then, you know, it, it kind of unfolds. Really, really worth a watch. Cool. Um, the cinematography watch. is gorgeous, isn't it? It's got polar bear. Happy with a CGI polar bear? No. No? They, they went real on the polar bear, which is fucking shocking. That's surprising, yeah. Yeah, it's not. Deadly polar bears are a bit crazy, so they, they, went, they went with a polar bear in it as well. Um, and it gives you a nice ending, which is pretty conclusive, but if you wanted to be a, you know, put yourself in a downer, you could look at the other way. Yeah, okay. yeah, as well. Really, really good watch. Seven out of ten. I'm looking at the, the IMD, but it's literally got a three-person cast. It is. Mads, the young woman, and an helicopter pilot. That's yeah, it. that's yeah. it. And I say everyone else is dead apart from him, the girl, and she's unconscious. She, right. she does, you know, she doesn't do much at all. Cool. Um, really worth a watch. Seven out of ten. Um, I would definitely watch it. It's just, you know, I like watching like Hanks, as we said, all his lost stuff. I, I love watching one person commanding a screen for that. You know, that for the movie. It's I, amazing. There's only a few actors who actually do that. Oh, it's so difficult to do. Um, one that I remember, just sorry. We got the path. Um, years and years ago, when I was a kid, I loved this movie. It's called Hell in the Pacific, is it possibly? Um, and it's Lee Marvin, oh, okay. um, who gets downed in the Pacific, some remote island, right. and a Japanese soldier gets downed as well. And oh, it's just the two of them on this, I- no, on this island, island, basically trying to kill each other for half the movie, and then they kind of get to the realization that we need to not kill each other and work together. Um, it was Lee Marvin. Yeah. Um, to, again, to, cast of two, John Borman directed it. Yeah, um, and it's just the two of them, basically, first of all, trying to kill each other, and the second half of the movie, trying to survive together, and again, it's just that wonderful, just, you know, that they have to act, and mm. everything they do, especially Lee Marvin's got that big, grisly, yeah, yeah. you know, world-weary face about him, and it just, everything he does, you know, you're just so with him, and you feel every kind of pain and talk to the ghost it's amazing Listen, watch that I love that film as well yeah, yeah. sorry um, awesome right, so, uh, small passion um, <laughs> before we start on the cinema releases we will discuss I know you can you like talk about it um, Dr. Sleep we talked about it last week hmm. um, shit I forgot about that yeah I've so, yeah. I'd give it 7.5 out of 10 I would give it 8 well 7.5 8 I'd yeah. give it 
Did you enjoy it? I, I really, really enjoyed, enjoyed it. it. I, I did think at times it, it did feel TV movie-ish, perhaps. Okay. Um, right, quick break then. McGregor, perfect design. Did you enjoy He was really enjoyable. Stunning, outstanding. What yeah. a role. She, yeah. she just carved that role. She took it and she just... She, she owned it. Uh-huh. She, she totally owned it. She's got terrifying roles that you feel a bit sorry for it. She, yeah, but everything. She, she's just the best actress just now. She, uh-huh. She's just so she's beautiful. Like she's talented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, just, you're just drawn to her. Absolutely. Yeah. She's great. No, with you, with you, the wee girl was great in it. Um, the girl was excellent, I thought as well. The yeah. friend was really good, Billy. I thought Billy was excellent. Yeah, the true knock were good as well. I enjoyed him. Do you recognise the guy, the big tall guy? No. He was an Adam what? What? What's he? Oh, right. Um, I really liked um, the girl snake, snake by Sarah, Sally. Yes. She was, she was. She had a proper alluring character, man. She, oh, she was, had a definite like Lolita type character. Yeah, oh, bro- I probably yeah, so. Going, I'll get in trouble. I'll fall in love with you. Yeah. You'll kill me. But yeah, oh, yeah a horrible wee character. Yeah. She was so perfectly yeah. done. Um, the, the, I thought the ending was a bit weak. It kind of lost its kind of momentum a bit towards the end, and it just kind of fizzled out more than went way. Did you feel me about it was at its best when it wasn't being a shining movie? I enjoyed both, but I get what you mean. That there yeah. was a definite, you know, kind of shining at the start, shining at the end, and the middle was its own entity. Uh-huh. Um, it's and not it was, because apart from like the beginning and the end has got shining elements. To yeah. It. Other than that, it's not really anything to do with the shining. Mm-hmm. Apart from the fact that Danny, it's, it's Danny, yeah. Danny with the the, the, the shining power, you know that's yeah, what it yeah, is. Um, There's no real connection. I, 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 I like the mind kind of game stuff, like uh-huh. the closets and the palaces uh-huh. and the lockers. That was that was interesting as well. I really enjoyed that. I like the story he tells. He's a bit of an alien, and he tells the story about what he hoped his dad could have been. Yeah, that was really touching. Yeah, there's a couple of times he actually sees goes, I can see you, Jack Nixon's son. Yeah, I I got a, a couple, that a few times as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is, but he, I don't know if it's because he, he hair went a little bit manic. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they were they kind of moulded them slightly. Bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that as well. I was quite. Oh, fuck. Um, the the bit with the wee boy was quite horrible. That's that the Jacob Tremblay. That's the yeah. like, most horrific thing I've seen on TV yeah. for a long time. Apparently, in the when they filmed that scene, he was so convinced in the minute the shouted cut, he jumped up and went and went high five his dad. Oh, I read that. Him. Yeah. And the bit, what's the name? Rebecca Ferguson was absolutely. He was like she was like stunned to silence. The, the, the cast were destroyed. Oh, I guess we boys were checking out that. Yeah. I thought it was it's a horrible scene. It's, <laughs> it really it's not not pleasant at all. No. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I think. Um, Definitely top ten Stephen King adaptations, possibly top five. I would say it's better than it. Both it films. Maybe the second one, maybe not the first one. Right. Yeah, there or thereabouts, but really, I really good. Stephen King, I think, should be proud of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think yeah. it had done, done a really good job of balancing, like I said, I do think it was a better film and it wasn't a Shining yeah. um, like sequel, but I think it had enough in there to satisfy Shining fans. But the beginning with the sort of shining bookends for the bits that I found the weakest and annoyed me most. Yeah. Um, the Shell of the Val and Jack Nixon, <coughs> people playing their characters, not bad at all. The Nixon one I did at first because he was playing another character, I wasn't sure, uh, who, then it kind of took me a minute. But once I kind of settled into it, yeah, I was like, okay. no, I'm alright. Shell of the Val wasn't Shell of the Val. Uh, it's hard to play Nicholson, for fuck's yeah. sake. I mean, if you're Christian Slater's the only person I've, I could ever play Nicholson. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, so it's a well, hard one to cast. Was in uh, Wonderful Cookies Nights on Broadway. Was it? Yeah, he played Nicholson. There you go. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, once I kind of got over the kind of, you know, as as it meant to be Jack Nicholson, then I was like, yeah, he's actually. I found it odd that the intercut old shining footage in it. Yeah. Like, 
You tidied it up and threw it in there, yeah. Why not just reshoot it in a sense, like with, with, the, with the actress playing Shelley Duvall? Why put Shelley Duvall back in it? That felt odd to me. Colourful, charming, fun. The Crow was my favourite character. I yeah. like him a lot. He's, he's a lot of fun. Julie knows her character well. She yeah. knows exactly what she's doing. And no one else could play it as good as her, I don't it's, think. It's Disney doing a film which I quite I can enjoy them when they do something that's not just a remake of their own stuff. They're taking their old stuff and doing a week and aside. So yeah, yeah. I'm happy with that. It's nice to see them not doing turning out. This is after, after Pearl, Pearl is this in retaliation? It's not retaliation Pearl Harbor. Basically, it, after Pearl Harbor happened, no one really knew what was going to happen. You know, the Japanese going to attack the West Coast. Right. Going to have to basically, it's all chess food positioning. It's essentially down to this battle in Midway. If, Where's Midway? So Midway between Hawaii and Japan, I think, roughly about that area. So up between Japan, Hawaii and Australia, something like that. So it is literally, it's, it's, called the, it's the middle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, not, it's not an island or anything, it's an island. It's, it's, uh, no, it's, it's an island. Right, okay. It's called Midway Island, I think. Right, cool. Okay. So, and essentially they've got to, one of this battle, if the Japanese win this battle, they basically destroy the rest, the remainder of the Japanese, the American fleet, which means the Japanese will go to the Pacific. The Americans can win it, they can find them a lot back time, it can be a bit of a bloody nose for the Japanese, 
allow America's time to sort of re-establish their, their naval presence in the Pacific and obviously go through the war. The bigger battle, the more important battle, was Guadalcanal that happened a couple of, I know, a couple of months ago, a bit later on. Right. And that's when basically America destroyed the entire Japanese fleet. Right. And that basically after that point, America owned the I take it Midway was a precursor that led up to this, yes. allowed us to, yes. to happen. Yes, it bought America time, is the right. point, right? Also, it showed that American intelligence could tell people where they're going to be, because basically, the Pearl Harbor was one of the biggest American fuck-ups of all time. They didn't yeah. see this coming, yeah. so them trying to prove they could still do something. Okay. Yeah. So in the film, you got Ed Screen, who's a pilot, um, of, you know, he's a badass pilot, and he's different Patrick Wilson plays an intelligence officer, and you've got Luke Evans playing an oil pilot, you've got Woody Harrelson playing General Nimitz. Okay. Do I yeah. didn't actually know Nimitz a real person. Yeah. I know I know the USS Nimitz. Nimitz, yeah. But yes. I didn't know he's named after a real person, which, which of course it is named after a real person, yeah. but yeah. Really yeah. Think you don't put the two together, yeah, and then when you do, it's like, wow. Wow, well, that makes sense. <laughs> totally makes sense. Um, Mandy Moore turns up in it as Edgecreen's wife, and you've also got Dennis Quaid turning up as Dennis Quaid, and you've got Anime Cup turning up as Anime Cup. Um, so, the film starts essentially with basically, you've seen the film, you've seen um, Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Right. The first hour of this film is Pearl Harbor, but critical present an hour. So you see, the, you see the attack on Pearl Harbor. Yeah. And you see the aftermath of that because all that that's obviously the key moment when everything yeah. sort of changes. So yeah. the first hour you're kind of going, I've kind of seen this film before. You see Pearl Harbor, you see the attack of you know when they retaliate against and they firebomb Japan and try and like give up on the Jews so you can still hit you type thing. Yeah. So that's the first thing you're going like, I didn't really I don't understand the purpose of that. I mean they needed there to an extent for like sort of to give a ration to give rationale to give sort of like context. But not an hour's worth perhaps. Oh yeah. You're thinking I'm gonna see Midway, not yeah. Pearl Harbor. That was the only thing I feel like that could have done with like a bit at the start, you know, 1941, America just been bombed in Pearl Harbor. Like a Star Wars scroll almost. Almost, <laughs> just, sort of just, just set the scene of it and then move on to the midway attack. But anyway, so then the film becomes basically a chess move of like the American intelligence trying to shoot, trying to outmatch the Japanese intelligence trying to try to get it. So it kind of gets, you kind of get what you expect from it, right? So it, it's a very American hoorah film. They do attempt to put a bit of Japanese sort of like context in it, understand who the Japanese are and why they were doing it. Not very well, I would add, but it's, it's there, they're trying, they're doing something. Um, it attempts to be accurate, but because of that, and because of, it does, it's only a two-hour running time, so it's pretty brief for a, a film of this yeah, magnitude. Yeah, yeah. So things are compressed, pushed together, and, sort of like, and it does feel a bit rushed at times. Right. You know, they go from, like, we all know what happened to Pearl we've all seen it, we all yeah. know where this goes. We all know that America after that retaliated against the Japanese with like a fireball on Japan, because we've all fucking saw Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't need that story, so that's our Nipkar story in the film. So if you take that out of the film completely, it would not change the film in any way, shape or form. At all. Uh-huh. So you'd be like, why could that? It's almost extended running time in some way, but you've got a good... Sure, there's enough in Midway too. Midway, yeah, yeah that's what I thought yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, it doesn't ever at any point explain to me why they have to get within about 100 feet of like, the deck of the Japanese car to shoot them down, to have brought the bomb. Right. I'm going, if you dive bomb and I just drop it from a different height and you need to wake up. Yeah. Why do you want to get. I'm sure there is a reason, but yeah, if no one tells you, then oh, you're like, well, what don't you? Yeah, yeah. Educate me. Uh-huh. Yeah. If, he's like, if he's like, say, like 50 feet, like, if you drop bomb down, you're going to hit it. Yeah. Why are you going to an extra. Anyway, so that, I know I'm going to get some pointless. Um, 
I don't understand this recklessness. <laughs> I, I don't understand. It seems a very dangerous job for anyone. Why is he fucking doing it? Um, the cast, as you can Right, let's start with Mr. Screen. He's not a leading man he's, in any way before. He, he's not a good actor. He's, he's alright at action, maybe, but he's. I, I've never found him appealing as an actor. Yeah. His accent at times is. Uh, it's, he's, it's he's English, he's English yes. yes, yeah, yeah. His accent is poor. Yeah. Um, this is cast sort of doing what you expect. You know, they're, they're playing. A lot of them playing very much a caricature of certain characters. You know, so which, you've got. Yeah. Which you expect. You know, Woody Harrelson playing Nemesis as. Imagine the guy like Nemesis would be. Dennis Quaid played like sort of the old Grizzly Commander. Exactly, as that. I know exactly what that is. Yeah. And Stories to tell for that era, do you know what I mean? War stories and, and like, it's like, important stories to tell, so it's a shame when they aren't told to the best of 
the best of the material almost. We, we, we used to observe November um, a lot yeah. couple of years ago. Um, so, and, and what I've noticed from November, whenever you look at the remembrance services and things like that, is that the numbers are dwindling yeah. of people who are there who can remember these events. Yeah. Yeah, particularly World War One, I don't think. I think no the last election possibly died last year. Last year so yeah, so I could be wrong. But there's not many left. Yeah. Um, World War Two. I mean, even if the guy was 18 when he fought that war, he would now be walked well in his 80s or 90s. So he'll give it five or six years, and pretty much every World War Two veteran will be yeah. have passed on. Yeah. So. It's important to keep these things alive, certainly what we're living in this now, when you see this sort of rise towards financialism again, um, to tell these things and to keep these things alive and, and to make it like what people did and what sacrifice people made is important. Yeah. Just kind of do it better. Yeah. Out of ten, five. Five out of ten. Five out of ten. A big war movie from a big director with a big cast. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. I thought maybe catch this one on TV. Yeah, I'd say so. And I may, yeah. I may have to improve the TV because I think the CGI might not look quite as ropey on Quite as jarring. At the time, it almost looked like, you know, like Medal of Honor. Kind of. I take it it was big budget, though. Big budget, apparently shot very quick. It was shot in 65 days, apparently. Right, okay. So they're very quick shoot. Which is pretty fast. Yeah, pretty fast. Apparently, Emmett shot Godzilla, I think it was, in about 250 days or something right. like that. So it's. It- so he, he has rushed this one. He has definitely put it under. You know, um, interestingly, on the other end of the scale, I'd found out this week that um, Lock Shop of Horrors, uh-huh. the Roger Corman one, uh-huh. two days. No uh, film? Yeah, shot in two days. Did you not shoot? With a budget of 20,000. This is not the one with McManus. No, no, no. This um, I can't remember who's, who's leading it, but uh, Jet Nixon had a wee tiny part in it and stuff, so this is a 60s one, the original. Right. Um, two days what, to shoot the full film. Did you not shoot the Fantastic Four in something like two weeks? Possibly, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a master at this. He watches the bottom line. Yeah. He gets stuff done as quickly as you Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah give, give me a tenner and I'll give you a freaking movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, two days for lots of horror. So wow. There you go. Um, yeah, there's a <laughs> favourite thing for Midway, so. Yeah. Oh, uh, next film, one was on Netflix. I told you to watch, you didn't watch. I really didn't, fans. Honestly, I, I skimmed through it and I was like, I don't want and This was before you told me. I was okay. like, this looks fucking awful. Fair enough. Called uh, The King. Directed by David Michaud, who directed a film called Animal Kingdom, like kind of big kind of indie hit. He also directed a film called War Machine on Netflix, the one with uh, Brad Pitt. Oh, I never seen that. That's all right. Norman. And also, what did it mean? You liked the Rover? Oh yeah, I liked that. The Rover well, yeah. was good. Yeah, Apart for the dwarf bit, and it, it was good. That did scare you a little bit, didn't it? Fucking terrified me. Yeah. Yes. And also, Patterson, what did he do in that film? He went full. He did. He went. He went. Patterson went full. He tapped. He went full. He tapped. He, he, he done it. He can't do it. Nope. Um, the plot of this film is basically Henry. The, the Shakespeare plays of Henry the Second. Henry two, three, four, and five. Um, <laughs> all, Henry. <laughs> so all put in one. So the Shakespeare play, but it's not. It's not an adaptation of Shakespeare. Just actually covering that historical time frame. Do they speak in Dostoevsky? No. They do not. So and it felt. So it's definitely not historical fact because you can't get into it. It's not real. Okay. Okay. Um, in the film, you got so if you don't know the film, um, basically Henry V, uh, Katie Pearl, very young, was a pacifist to some degree. Then eventually had to go to war with France and fought the Battle Court, and that obviously established him. Cool. Uh, that, that's, that's you lost me at the start of that sentence. <laughs> okay. Um, so in the film, you got Timothy Chalamet playing um, Henry V. Who's Timothy Chalamet? He's in Beautiful Boy, he's also in. 
and then tons of stuff actually, but you can have a big hit thing this now. He's one of the guys who did Call Me By Your Name. Alright, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, I don't think we right. yeah. um, You've also got Joe Edgerton, who we like. We do like, yeah. He's also a writer of this film, him and the Nation of our friends, the two Aussie guys, they're mates, and they live down the road from each other in Sydney, so they wrote this trip together. Cool. It's quite cool. And you've Ben Mendelsohn. Oh, we do like Ben. He Ben's plays Ben's Henry IV. Right. Okay. And you've um, Sean Harris, who we like it a Generally a decent. Who's Sean Harris? He is a baddie in Mission Impossible. Oh, Four right, we're on the beard. He's best, horrible. Best he's he's a really good actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and also Robert Pattinson is in. He plays the French King's son. He's not playing the top of King's the Prince. Cool. Um, this is it's decent. It's a solid, entertaining, sort of epic. Not dissimilar to that one about the Bruce. What was the one we um, saw? Bruce? No, no, not the one. It's not, not, not the shit one. The one, oh, with, the um, one with Chris Pine? Yes, that yeah, one. Yeah. Oh, is that called? Outlaw Sun? Outlaw King. Outlaw King. Yep. It's not similar to that. Yep. It's very much set in that kind of ideal world. It's very dirty, it's grimy, it's gritty. It's, it's, you know, it's, it shows you it medieval warfare as medieval warfare most likely was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty hands on. Yeah. You know, it's, no, one's, no one's killing from a distance. It's yeah, all very much. Somebody stab you in the face. And I'm going to see it, yeah. <laughs> um, Chalamet was probably one of the weaknesses in the film. He doesn't like. He, oh. Not a bad. He, he does grow into the role, but at the start yeah. of the film, I'm going, I don't really like him in this film. He does grow into the film, and you feel like, oh, he's fine. Maybe a short and longer, I don't know, but as a film, you only seem to find his feet more and right. it's much more enjoyable. Um, Joe Egerton, he plays Falstaff, who's a fake character. He's made up by Shakespeare. Um, he was excellent because he's always pretty much excellent. He plays sort of like the kind, right hand man who got projected and then he's brought back into the so really, he's very good in it. Are so you doing an American accent? Or? No, they're doing a kind of Yorkshire accent. Okay. So it's all, it's, it's, they're not talking in the way you would talk, in the way you think they can talk. It is sort of more standard language, but it's done with an accent, like dialect. Right. Okay. Um, on that, Mr. Patterson is making choices. Oh, right, okay, is he, he going for it? He is playing the French prince. He is talking like... A ridiculous Frenchman. He is talking like the policeman in Hello, Hello. Oh, no. You know, the, 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 two, the, you know, the French policeman who... Yes, the British put a pen yes. To, no, no, the pilot, sorry, the pilot yeah. pretend to the French. Yeah. And it's like... So he's gone full Inspector Clouseau on in this year? He has gone <laughs> fully for it, and it's like, oh, that is a definitive oh, choice. Oh, dear, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and I think, I think Michaud likes Patterson enough that he's not going to tell him not to do something. You think about he's done this and he's done the robot and you go, you've got to bring it, just bring it yeah, in. Yeah, just say, do you know, I think I've appreciate you saying, uh-huh. dude, don't, don't do that. You're, 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 no. Go full hello, hello, Let's not have a fake French accent. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Honestly, just, he's not into the final 25 minutes, so go into it, skip to the last 25 and watch when he comes to something like that. You're like, he is literally doing hello, hello. Well, if he's well, sitting from Madonna for the big it moves quickly through the first act, sort of, the, sort of the, him becoming king from his father dying, him becoming king, and sort of him going from pacifist to warmonger essentially. Right. It's done quite quickly. Right. I feel like it moves really in pace. Um, then it slows down, right? And that's when I really get the trouble with it. I'm just wondering. This is sort of, they set up the Ballad Agent Court from a long way away, and just seems like they're building and building until they get to it. And it's going, just get the fucking Ballad Agent Court. I know this is where the film's potentially going. Let me see that. Let's get to it. So, you kind of get waiting for that coming along essentially. Um, fight scenes, all good, all brutal, kind of that kind of level. Very gory, bloody. gory, bloody. Again, like I said, very hands on people because apparently one of the big things, the reason why the British won, or British English, sorry, one of that last report was they were from a mobile of an army. The, the French yeah. all had knights who were like sort of wearing like, proper dress armour yeah. and all that kind of shit, mm. and they could bog down in the mud, they were drowning in the mud and stuff like that because of the, the conditions. So, yeah. it touched on that, was quite interesting. Um, but there's nothing new in it. 
Yeah. It's not any different from, say, like Braveheart or Rob Roy or you know, Patriot or indeed Outlaw King, which was like out a year ago. What I don't so this is what gets me is who cares? Do you know what I mean? What William Wallace you get big figure, do you know what I mean? Robert the Bush you get big giant figure, do you know what I mean? Like even I'm trying to think of some more like fucking low moment. You get kind of big, but this is just like. I think if you're an English, Agincourt does to me a lot for people. Ah, right, okay. Uh, is sort of like they're, they're, it's like Agincourt, Battle of Hastings. These are important battles in the English side. History, right. And then you history, yeah. So I've basically just shown my ignorance now. Essentially, yeah. Yes. Cool. Um, no, but we're, we're not talking about yeah. this in, in school. Yeah. We've talked about the War of Independence, we've talked about you know, the Bruce and all that yeah, yeah. So in England, we've talked about Agincourt, Hastings, and all that Right, okay. This is yeah. an important battle in, in that respect. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so who, who's. So from this, he starts marrying. He marries the Queen, the Prince of France. I can't remember. So is this a film made for middle class England? I, d- I don't. This mean I don't understand why and where it's. I think it's just like an well, historical thing. People like making these kind of historical epics. It's sort of one of these things people really still enjoy doing, and there's always an audience for them. And it's as. It I mean, I honestly can't remember a film of Henry V. To be honest, I mean, I'm sure there was some bad like music and maybe, stuff. Maybe yeah, yeah. So. And also, maybe when they ever adapted this story in the past, they're always tied to the Shakespearean yeah. thing of it, which is maybe a bit more sort of softer approach to this. Is also this gets us up the nitty gritty, the dirty, the nasty of what medieval warfare was. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, what's the point in any movie? I guess this one is telling a story. It tells the story well enough. There's no, yeah. there's no issue with the story. Mm. Just it kind of felt a bit, a bit slow, a bit dull. But did you go make tea halfway through? I did pause it yeah. and walk away. How long's on for? Two hours twenty something. That's a big, chunky bit big of chunk of tea. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's. If I was watching the cinema, I don't know how I react. I may have been a bit more squirmy. Yeah. Um, I suppose the fact I could pause it and walk away from it maybe helped a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, yeah um, it probably more suited to Netflix for some sense because it, it doesn't seem like it. Because of the nature of the film, it's maybe a bit of a stomacher for like a full two hour waiting to watch. Cool. I'm never going to watch it. No, you're not going to watch never it. Gonna watch I've it. watched it. I know, you, you, you do this for us. Yes, for you. Um, so, yeah. I so I don't have to. You don't have to, yeah, that's going to be my tombstone. I watch it, so you don't have to. Um, but it's a historical epic, if you're a fan of historical medieval epics, then it's definitely one to enjoy, but six and a half out of ten. There's no one I can think of that I would say, watch this. Okay. All of you. If you like Braveheart and you like Outlaw King and all that stuff, you might enjoy it. Cool. Yeah, so, six and a half out of ten. Six and a half? Yeah. Okay, okay. Solid. Okay, I'm. I'm okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. That's all we've got for this week. So next week... It's a quiet week, wasn't it? I've been busy, I've not been to see yeah, it. There's stuff out there, I've not seen it yet. Yeah. Um, so, next week, still out, we can go and see if we want to, is Adam's Family. Yeah. Must be in the business. Uh, I think, yeah, the, the, the reviews for it are all very positive, and I think it's kind of squarely themed on the original Adam's Family yeah. kind of comic strip as well. And stuff so, like yeah, that. so, so yeah, it's good business. Yeah. Um, Aeronauts is still out. Nope. You're not going to go and see it anyway. I'm not, no. Um, the Good Liar is still out. I want to see that. I want to see that. Yeah. And it's doing business well because it's getting roughly the same show as last week, which I think means... Everyone loves the cast. It's also it's attacking, it's going for an audience that don't normally go to cinema, it's attacking an older audience. Ah, which, got you. If yeah. you can get people of, let's say, over 50s to go and see a cinema film, that's why we always mock certain like, sort of like, stuff that we did. What's that film we laughed at? We went to see well, we him enjoyed it and we thought, why people we see this? The woman in the van. Yeah, we, yeah. Remember we saw it in fucking packed cinema? Yeah. Absolutely It was dreadful. But yeah, well, it, was, yeah. it was, yeah. But it was, packed, it was on for about, about a month because it gets an audience that... There was a, there was a very strong smell of we and formaldehyde. Yeah, we were definitely. I mean, you're, I mean, you're one of the youngest now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I could have been someone's grandchild. 
easily. <laughs> and out new next week, we've got Le Mans 66. Yes. Or Ford vs Ferrari if you're in America. Is that what it's called, America? Yeah, we think it's a better title. I think Ford vs Ferrari is a better title. I guess I think it's a better title. Yeah, yeah, definitely, isn't it? I don't yeah. know why are we calling it something different. I mean, normally they change the title after the film and it's got the same title, but I don't think there's a film called Ford vs Ferrari in this country. Yeah, it's, it's an odd one. Yeah. I think they should have went with Ford vs Ferrari. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, we, we should call it that. Yeah, we'll call it that. Um, I think it looks good. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. The dialogue looks good. Action as well in it. And uh, good cast. I'm going to see it in Super Speed, which I'm excited for. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a good 4DX one, possibly. I don't want to do 4DX. I'm sure to do 4DX. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I will go and see it in Big Super Speed. Go. Um, also out is Last Christmas. Which me and Lorraine have nominated to be our Christmas movie. But it's not. It's out well before Christmas. So. I know. I know, but you did that kind of time of year, I mean, so Indeed. that's... Because last year we done the Dan Carroll one, the Scrooge one, we done yes. that last year, and this year it's going to be... This one is written by Paul Feig, it's got yeah. the girl from... Uh, Amelia Clark. And it's got the guy from Peter Agents, and also he's in that one with Anna Kendrick, um, Simple Favour. Yep. He's in that as well. I've got a theory about it, I'll tell you off mic, um, about what that film is. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's also inspired by the music of Trust Me. Yeah, and very, yeah. I very love actually. Very. And Andrew Ridgely's in it, apparently. Oh, yeah. you're excited about this. Yes, he's in it. There's things you should get 80s, you know that. Dude, this is important. He's in there, um, but yeah, that's, that's going to be our Christmas movie. Um, Emma Thompson, is it Emma Thompson? Yeah, that's yeah. well. She wrote it, yeah. She wrote it as well. Ingredients are there for a good film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. everyone has filmed a bit like Love Actually, one of the films that will be will continually be around again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Which I'm I'm intrigued to see it. Yeah, yeah. I like a lot of Clark, don't you? Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. I've seen her a few things but she's not playing Daenerys. Yeah. And I like her. You're intrigued she by her. Really she's not got blonde hair, you're intrigued. I like it. Well yeah. I like that one when she plays a girl who looked after the paraplegic. <laughs> I don't think it's it. But I liked it. She was actually quite sweet and she's a bit sweet actress. Cool. Enjoy. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, so I will catch that. Where to find us? Yes. At all the usual places. Free beers in the movie on Gmail, Instagram, Facebook, and um, like us, love us, tell us what you think, give us your thoughts and what we're talking about, what you're talking about. I've been Colin, you've been Richard, and we have been 